Hey, this is Andre Gower from the Monster Squad, and you're listening to the Real Nerds Podcast. Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host, Ryan, here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find the Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6Nerds5. Oh man, our website is so cool. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You want to leave some fan mail? Oh, that's so easy, realnerds at gmail.com. Twitter, we got it, at real underscore nerds. You can even like us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic-Con 2015 and beyond. I am Ryan. With me is James hey. and Brad. What's up, Brad? Yo, what's up? Uh, before we start the podcast, I'm just going to dedicate this to my grandpa, Leon, who passed away this last week. Mm. Um, my grandpa, Leon, wasn't a really big movie guy. At least I don't remember him watching movies. I was going to say, dedicating this to him, it must be really impress him. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, what I will say is uh, we shared a love of Porky Pig, Aww. and so we'd always watch... Porky Pig cartoons, and uh, a couple of years ago, he was in the hospital for hip replacement surgery. I know he's old, and um, when he was in there, he was complaining. He says, "There's nothing to watch in this goddamn place." And uh, so I went to Target and I bought him the Looney Tunes like spotlight collection of Porky Pig. Oh yeah, and I brought it to him, and he's like, "Oh, Rye Boy," he called me Rye Boy, and uh, thank you so much. And when I went over <laughs> to my grandmother's house, bless you. Um, today that set i got him was out and they were watching it so that's pretty nice and he always loved Gunsmoke, and so he'd always be watching Gunsmoke. and my grandma lois <laughs> every time i go over there recently i'd go over there and she's like haven't you seen this one yet bud and he says no this is a new one so <laughs> <laughs> yeah he would they she know and it was really cute um my grandma lois is actually my mom's mom and my grandpa leon is my dad's dad. that's how my mom and dad met is when they got their respective divorces. Um, my mom, when she was 15, moved in with my dad's dad, and my dad was being shipped off to the Navy. So, you know, my dad was a, the hunky sailor who, yeah. who went away, and uh, that's how they met. Uh, so it's it's it, it's very sad, and he was a great man. So um, this one's from my grandpa Leon, and is, um, is really cute and kind of heartbreaking. Um, we were in his room when he was dying, which is horrible, by the way, if you've ever seen someone die in front of you. Um, but uh, after he passed away, um, my grandma Lois uh, mentioned that my son, Kellen, his middle name is Leon, after my grandfather. Yeah. And they said that every time my grandpa would mention it, he would cry because he was so proud that someone was carrying on his name. So Aww. we had that, and they shared that moment with the whole family in there. So. That was nice. So this one's for my grandpa, Leon. I'm sorry that I cussed so much. But I should also point out that I will tell you a story, too, about my grandpa. Is I'm pretty sure I learned to cuss from him because he used to work with my father. And my dad owned a hydraulics business. And my grandfather is known for being frugal. Like, it's his thing. Yeah. But it paid off in the long run because he's worth lots of money. But anyways, uh, so he would be in charge of the books. And he had, um, I don't know if you guys remember, it was like these old, like, brown 
like ledgers and in it there was a bunch of lines and in it you would write you know this person paid this and he never used computers yeah and he would write in it and inevitably once a week he would go up and down the invoices and say hey did jack so-and-so pay us and he'd be yelling at my dad across the way my dad's like, I don't know, you're in charge. You call. He's like, I ain't going to call that motherfucker. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he'd get really mad. And um, I think he taught me to be blasphemous, too, because he'd always say, Jesus, goddamn. So he'd take the Lord's name in vain twice. Um, but through it all, he was a really sweet man, and he loved his family. And uh, so it's a bummer. Yeah. Um, tough, tough year for my father. Yeah. His grandma died, his dog died, and now his dad died. So, um, I, But my dad's been pretty tough, so... And around Christmas, it's never fun around Christmas. No, it's uh, my uh, my my whole my mom's whole side of the family died around Christmas. So like, it's weird, huh? Oh yeah, no, it's bizarre. You know, it was weird too when you went into. He was in the ICU, and so you went in, and it was literally just a bunch of rooms of people dying. Yeah, it's horrible. Really? Like, oh, cool. That person's gonna die. That here's, person's gonna die. Here's the saddest place in the city. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're saying you have an extra uh, place setting at Christmas dinner for me? I do. God, Come I do. on over, Brad. Oh, my God. And we'll be serving you dick. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my favorite. Oh, uh, But no. Uh, so, yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yep. Yeah, we, we got to keep some, you know, levity in it a little bit. <laughs> but my <laughs> grandpa loves healing. Uh, my grandma told me a funny story because uh, he, I guess he woke up the morning, uh, the morning before he passed away and he walked out and he like laid down and, and fell asleep in the living room. And my grandma's, you know, she's, my grandma's legally blind, so she can, she only sees blurry stuff. And she yeah. walked over and says, are you all right, bud? Are you all right, bud? And he said, get me off this goddamn earth. And so I think he was just, <laughs> I think he was done. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so, I mean, he is always funny till the end. So that's funny. That's good. Um, so yeah. Anyways, if you're wondering what we do besides make people feel sad and Brad, make <laughs> people not like him, um, <laughs> we, uh, we go see a new movie every week. Uh, this week we saw The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. After seeing the movie, I, I think it's a better title for the movie anyways. Um, then they're back again. Um, I'm, you're okay. still at the nervous level? Uh, it was interesting. I didn't want to see it in high frame rate, but I had to close at a different uh, restaurant yesterday, and I got out, and I just rushed over to see it. Because mm-hmm. there was one at 11.05, and then there was one at 10.30. So I got to the theater like at 10.47. I said, hey, is as it started in IMAX yet, they said, Oh no, there's like 20 minutes worth of previews there. It's like sweet. So I saw an IMAX 3d high frame rate. So oh. it, it, I'll, I'll talk about we'll talk it about later. It. Okay, um, cool. but yeah, so, and what was awesome is I forget the name of who's the manager at the mills. The guy, uh, Chris, Chris. Yeah. Chris. He said, no, I think you'll make it. I was like, oh, man, I hope so. So I had a free popcorn on my Regal card. So I got my popcorn and a soda. I ran in, and, and Joanna's like, oh, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. I said, yeah, thanks. She's like, you know, the IMAX right behind me. I walk in, and as soon as I walk in, and the Hobbit's title screen comes, I'm like, yes. <laughs> it's like perfect. Just barely. I barely made it just before it started. So um, we'll talk about the Hobbit. We also talk cool. about movie news, boo. And we talk about uh, – <laughs> Well, you don't movies. think movie news is going to be fun this week? Oh, it's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about uh, movies we've been watching. Uh, do you have a comic book this week? Nope. Cool. So I won't have a comic book, but uh, you'll see what I'll be talking about. It'll be it'll be a little high class. Stuff. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, and uh, yeah, we also talk about what we've been watching, uh, Blu-rays that are coming out next week, and all that jazz. I always check on my son to make sure he's is he sleeping. Not, is he not in the bed? Is this, oh, okay. oh, no, he is. Um, where I was, it was like a horror movie where the baby's not in the bed lately, anymore. He's been uh, trying to get comforted when he sleeps. I don't know if because he's more aware now. Yeah. And so we have this little elephant, like, blinky head thing. Mm-hmm. And I always put it next to him now, and it 
helps him fall asleep, and then I'll go move it from him. As long as it's not by his face, I'll leave it there. He's um, almost like a real human being. Yeah, right? <laughs> Get uh, there. So, yeah, that's what we do. Um, but I like to start every show with a segment I call Fan Mail. Fan Mail! Uh, yeah, but one's for Film Explosion, so yeah. I'll, I'll keep that. Ed, Ed uh, Voorhees sent us Film Explosion stuff. We got a comment on our Google Plus account, too. I know. I didn't even know we had a Google Plus account. Did you start that for us? Yeah, a while ago. Nice. Well, on the Google account, uh, Plus account, it said when you search put realnerds.com in, it takes you to a site about AIDS and HIV. Yeah, what? treatments. Treatments. So I guess we should specify it's realnerdspodcast.com. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nerds why, why would realnerds.com have anything? Never mind. Because they let their... The other real nerds let their uh, hosting lapse. Yeah. So it's just so went some, to some pharmaceutical... So some gay guy got it. God damn it. That's a gay they, joke. They contracted that website. God, God damn it. <laughs> and oh. there goes our gay audience. <laughs> and um, just that's, the elderly, the that's why nobody listens. Mm-hmm. Who else can we piss off? Let's do the blacks next. No, we'll just, how, we'll about, how about just fucking white oh, people? Yeah, okay. Why don't we just piss off white people at this well, point? Well, because white people like, don't care. Not? We're already pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For, you you know, took the movie away from affirmative us. Affirmative action. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. God damn it. So we got an email from Dan from Ohio. Hey, Dan. Welcome back. Uh, the feedback is for Exodus. Cool. Um, I haven't listened to the episode this week, sorry. Um, but I'll talk about it and stuff we've been watching. Cool. Uh, but we'll read his because his is probably more poignant and more well-spoken than mine. <laughs> uh, greetings. I must compliment you. Pff. Thank you. <laughs> you guys, really? On your recent review of Exodus, it was really spot on. I, too, appreciated the unique vision it presented, but found it found it to have a rather cynical tone and your insight into ridley scott helped explain this who had the insight into ridley scott uh, that would be me since i'm the only person who saw the fucking movie <laughs> oh brad you didn't see it no piece of shit say what you will about cecil b DeMille's um 10 commandments at least it had a clear vision it's good whereas scott seems to be a little murky in what he's trying to say agreed agreed i think there's probably 40 minutes missing from that movie agreed <laughs> yeah and it's this non-committal tone that prevented me from enjoying it more i agree Still, I will agree with you once again that it's a beautiful-looking film, particularly in 3D, which is how I saw it. Regards, Dan. Oh, neat. Man, 3D. He's like, he yeah. uh, He worded what I wanted to say. <laughs> I love it. What are you looking for now? You have any towels either? <laughs> uh, yeah, if you go into our, um, where the uh, washer and dryer are, there's like 50,000 of them. Literally 50,000 of them. Uh, also, Brad, you're fucking in your 30s. You can take care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you can stop that shit up with your t-shirt, man. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Dan, for submitting that. Yeah. I always love your insight. I mean, obviously, I agree, since that's a lot of what I said last week. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I this should tell my wife that. Sex is bullshit. Um, but, you know, I, what I love about Dan is he's always really um, to the point, and he's really good at expressing what he wants to say. Um <laughs> Like Dan, if you want to get contact with us, please do. Our film explosion is happening in two weeks, so please send us your favorite films of the year. Mm-hmm. We do a top ten. You can do whatever you want. We don't care. Yeah, just um, send us whatever your votes are, whatever things it was that... Yeah, that, or movies you didn't like. We love reading oh, about yeah. that stuff. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're still doing it January 2nd. We got in one this week, and I'm not gonna, we'll, we won't talk about it, but we did get in one this week where he actually ordered all of the movies that he saw this year from worst to best, which that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that was... Because that way you get to yeah. see... Yeah. So, um, it, it, yeah, I, I, if we did that, our show would be 17 hours long. Oh, my God, yeah. Though my list um, is not that long this year. I'm at 52. What are you at? Uh, I'm at 51. Yeah. I have to see one more movie this year. To, I have to see one more movie this year to see half as many movies this year as I did last year. On January 1st, Chef is streaming on Netflix, so... 
<laughs> I will watch that January 1st. Shoot. Man. Um, I don't know if I want to wait that long. Yeah, I, I wanted to get it, but it's like 24 bucks. Not. I know. I, I mean, I guess it, I know it's a good movie. I guess I could. Who cares? Like, yeah, it's a Robert Downey Jr. movie. I'd yeah, probably end up getting it anyways. Even at Trades Mart, it was twenty four four dollars. I was like, what the yeah, one? What the hell? Um, so yeah, send that stuff in, um, Brad. Great job in designing it. We have a Guardians of the Galaxy theme this year. Yeah, um, that was cool. We already have ours planned for next year. We'll be back to the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starting on it now. Yep. Awesome. So it'll be awesome. Unless, uh, you know, the podcast folds in the next year. Or, uh, or the world ends. Yeah. Uh, cataclysm, you know, the return of Jesus Christ, any of those things. Yeah. The, the podcast is really hard to go see a movie and talk about it. I'm pretty sure it's in danger. Um, <laughs> but you also, your uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's Damn Van is playing again, it's right? It's playing again. If you missed it the first time, you can go January... So far, January 17th at 9 p.m. at the Bug Theater. Oh, shit, yeah. Nice. Um, it's part of... A festival, so it's not like that evening isn't all about that movie. So right. um, it, it'll be the second half of that nine, nine o'clock block. But that's cool. What is, well, it's the emerging filmmakers, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. The, if if Palooza, they're calling it the best of if Palooza for or if emerging filmmakers project for like the past. Are you going to have the, it done this time, or am I going to see it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> On Friday, they're showing a trailer for that screening, so I have to get the whole movie done so there can be a trailer for that screening nice ah. so um it's it's a fun movie if you guys like screwball comedies action-packed violence i mean there's tons of blood and guts totally there is rampant nudity <laughs> there is no nudity though you, <laughs> oh, you're a stranger man. so you're a pg-13 because you didn't rough, have yeah because you didn't have nudity tons but of swearing though tons of swearing um jean-claude van damme violence jean-claude van damme's in it um it's a good time Desecration of American icons are in it. Mm-hmm. Um, child abuse is in child it. Child abuse. That's my favorite part. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was vague enough. You were vague enough. Um, there's ninjas. There's ninjas. There's, there's cyborgs. A, there's a van. There's a van, yeah. Um, um, there's motorcycles. Pizza. Um, acid. Acid. <laughs> that's, that's a great gag, too. Um, hockey rink. Yeah, there's hockey in it. If you're like, wow, hey. this sounds like a lot of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. It is like a lot of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Um, yeah. It's actually, there's more Jean-Claude in it than I thought because I hadn't watched most of his catalog when I wrote the movie. Mm-hmm. So there's stuff like, you know, the whole Bald Eagle oh, yeah. is actually in the Kickboxer DVD. Yep. Yep. Didn't know that. Yeah, see, subconsciously, maybe you did know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's your chance if you live in Colorado to go see uh, Brad's wonderful film. And uh, mm-hmm. are you going to have any CDs or anything there? Um. No, I think we're out of those. I have three more. There's mm-hmm. three at Twist and Shout still, so nice. if you cool. really want one, you can oh, go yeah. there. Oh, yeah, go with Twist and Shout and get it. Or you can, uh, there's one left at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Yeah, one there, too. So um, if you want to get Wait, I thought it, you gave them two. Did someone buy one? Yeah, there's only one when I was there yeah, two days ago. Oh, cool. Three days ago. So um, Making money. I think we'll have shirts again and posters. I have lots of posters left over from cool. the last screening. Um, and then is uh, Adam and stuff going to be there to sign posters and stuff like that, or is he busy that night? You know, I don't know uh, about him, but most of the rest of the cast yeah. will be there. So, um, yeah, he's great in it. He's a lead, so yeah, make sure you see Jean Claude Van Damme's yep. damn van. And if you can't do it, then February we're looking at an Alamo Draft House release. So nice, five point one version. Nice. Oh, so God. hopefully uh, that will happen. Yeah, and that'll be us alone again. So we'll have skits and. Probably the DVD there, hopefully. That's Very cool. so cool. Yeah. Man. And I will be there, the MC, and I'll be all like, hey, motherfuckers, you ready for a fucking awesome movie? And I'll be like, oh, fuck yeah. And I'll be all like, <laughs> JCVD. <laughs> yeah. JCVD. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get it started. Um, no, great. That's awesome, Brad. Yep. So I wanted to. 
plug you. You know, thank you. I'm always trying to. I know you want to plug me. I always, I'm always <laughs> trying. To, I'm always trying to plug you on my show. That's right. God damn it! In every orifice I can. <laughs> <sighs> um, this is the real news. It's real news. Uh, nothing really happened this week, um, but I wanted to get this out of the way really fast. Yeah. Um, I guess James Gunn uh, <laughs> said it was really hard to put Thanos into Guardians of the Galaxy um, because it was more for the Marvel Universe than it was for the story. The story. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, you, you have... Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's an interesting scene, and it's really well done, but I can see how it would be hard. I mean, yeah. it doesn't really fit in the movie, but it fits in the movie. I don't know. Um, I, I actually think it's it's a pretty cool aspect. Like, that scene where where Ronan's like, man, fuck you, Thanos. Like, I just want this thing, and it's going to be cool. Like, mm-hmm. I, I actually think that that villain, because that villain and the villain from Thor 2 are very similar, I think that scene actually makes that villain more interesting than he would have been. I agree. Yeah, if he just so. taken the stone or whatever and then just used it on himself and you hadn't met Thanos yet it'd be kind of like why is he screwing this guy over I don't get it yeah exactly like yeah I, I think it's actually better because it's got Thanos in it yeah it's uh, it does well um, also that he said that it's no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, of course the big news is is well it started with just the leak from Sony yeah so I mean last last week this was like this, James. this <laughs> dumb little thing that well, it was I sort to of, me too because it's all Spider-Man stuff. Yeah, I mean, it just seemed like it seemed like a dumb little thing that nobody should really pay a lot of attention to uh, because honestly, who the fuck cares? Like it's shitty. Like we talked a lot about last week, it's shitty that somebody hacked him. Um, and then Did you hear how they really hacked him though? No, because they got an email and they'd say, "Hi, I'm so and so from Accounts Payable. Can you sell me send me Sylvester Stallone's uh, social security number?" And they did. What? Yeah, true story. Internal what? email. Yeah, like an internal email. Oh, my God. Anyway. So, anyways, the big story is, is it the the people that hacked is a group that called themselves Guardians of the Peace, um, which, yeah, exactly, which they they found that it's actually North Korea. And what happened well, is... The, the FBI believes that there is, there <laughs> might be a connection to North Korea. Yeah, and here's the we thing. We don't know so for sure that this is the North the, the Korea. The biggest guy. thing that has affected is the interview, which was a movie that's supposed to be released on Christmas starring Seth Rogen and James Franco is a tell where they were sent in by the CIA to assassinate Kim Jong-un, who is the dictator of North Korea. Right. And they took big offense to this. Of course, they didn't take big offense to Team America, which is probably worse. And uh, so they took offense to this, and they said... Well, in this one, they there is a scene where they blow up Kim Jong-un. Who cares? So. And so... <laughs> Well, yeah, Kim Jong Il dies. Yeah, doesn't oh, get eaten right. by, oh, yeah, eat right. by shark, right? Oh, but that's right. I forgot that, about that guy in real life is dead, so he's not obviously. Really yeah, I guess that's about true. It. But here's the thing: is so he's not the great. They said anymore. that if the United States shows this movie, then it's going to be a terrorist act like nine eleven, um, which then theater chains said, "Well, we're not going to show this movie," right? Out of fear of being out sued. of fear of being sued or theater goers being hurt or whatever the case may be. So then Sony canceled the whole movie, right? Which what? is the no, it's it's a pussy move because it, yes, like here, here's no here's the thing is have you ever heard of a North Korean terrorist cell that can infiltrate all of America? And those people they don't even know what the fucking internet is. Like that's what I mean. I am threatened by North Korea like I am threatened by by warm mayonnaise. Like, exactly. Well, this is I, I don't care. Here's the thing. I can't. Say yes. What I say. <laughs> no. I, no. Let me just because this has been pissing me off for a couple of days. He has a point to make. Okay. Sir. Okay. Wait. Yes. It. There is a threat here of. If something happened and they knew that there was a possibility, like someone might sue the theater. 
And that's too bad. It's unfortunate that they have to live in that fear and that they that a lot of these theater chains didn't really have a choice here. That sucks. But what we did was when a bully came and said, like, I'm going to beat you up, we actually caved in, which is not the right response. The right response is go fuck yourself. Like, I am... We are allowing someone who is a coward and probably doesn't actually have any power to do anything to make us so afraid that it affects our lives to the tune, economically, of $60 million. Like, movies won't get made and people will lose their jobs because we decided to be afraid. Newsflash, we live in a world of people who do not like us and want to kill us, like, all the time. So, go fuck yourself. I don't care that you want to hack people and say that you're going to hurt somebody, by all means. Like, seriously, come and get us. Because if we actually do figure out that this was in any way tied to North Korea, it will probably be the best thing for that brainwashed country if we just go take out their whole government. Sorry. And I know that's not very PC to say, but this is fucking stupid. Three things. Okay. The U.S. said today, like, yeah, it was North Korea. Yeah. Yes. Um, Two... Uh, it sucks, but like the world we live in is that the people who are saying that they're pussies would also totally sue the the theater if something did happen. And th- as we know, things do happen at theaters. Yeah, that and that's far fetched, and that's too bad. So I don't really blame Sony for but taking I, that move. Like, and also their information is still like the employees, like they're still vulnerable to uh, like having yeah, their credit ruined. Or, I mean, like, that, that makes yeah. sense. But I mean, you're also talking about. Uh, an attack that you're going to target 4,000 theaters at a specific time yeah. where someone's not, and, and you know, you're, you're, and you're talking about the dark well, night rises. Target all 4, I know, but one I mean, does enough damage, but you're talking about the Aurora thing and it's, or even if not them, I mean, someone who's sympathetic to them in America, yeah, but who, just copycat like their idea. Yes. Yeah, yes. you can, but you can't, you, you can't live in this perpetual state of fear all the time because right. all it's doing is, feeding the ego and two you're trampling on the biggest right we have as americans is freedom of speech because mm-hmm. you are just saying now oh you can't say what you want you can't do this you can't do that and i think um it's it's a pussy thing to do because uh it it just really irks me because i i because they're sitting there saying that a fictional movie that is obviously stupid right you know what i mean um is an act of war Threatening the lives of thousands and millions of Americans is a direct act of war. Yeah. You are threatening American people. We are putting up a cartoon of someone who's not even your real leader and saying we're killing him right. in fake. Yeah. So, and, and I, I understand what you're saying about like no, I understand. The, the people out there who are, are talking about how dumb this is also being the people who might sue, but... And some people, as I remember, did try to sue uh, the Cinemark, like or the, the Century Sixteen, but that wasn't the Century 16's fault. And I really don't believe they should be held responsible for what some crazy asshole did there. Um, and I think the same thing is true of, in, like, uh, whoever owned the World Trade Centers was not responsible for what happened there. Um, there are crazy assholes out there, and they don't like the rest of it's, us. Who and are and it goes back to the whole thing: is you can't prevent people from doing it. Right. You can always want to try, but you're never going to do it. But instead, what we've done here is set the precedent that if you send a nasty email and you have any actual power on the internet to hack into somebody or something like that, if you can 
threaten somebody in a way that is in any way legitimate, you will get what you want. And again, to the, the tune but, of over sixty but million dollars. It's not even legitimate because the uh, the United States government says no. There's absolutely nothing that's happening. No, but, too, well, but I understand I mean, what Brad's saying too because Sony is trying to protect themselves right. and saying, oh well, if we release it, something bad happens, we lose lots of money. Because they have an obligation to shareholders. Right. And so if they lose a lot, lot of money, and this is how stupid it is. When they canceled that movie, Sony stocks rised. Because even though they lost $40, 50000000 million, whatever cost of the movie is, like, oh, cool, well, they stopped that, so we don't have to worry about them being sued and losing more money because people got hurt. Right. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's a... And they also, um, like, since the Korean hackers know all the identities of the people who work at Sony, like, they're vulnerable to what I, I suppose they send, like, agents over to, like, assassinate employees yeah so that like that's a danger too i, I feel but at the same like time like that's kind capitulating, of um today they announced like we have more demands like now we want it expunged like it never existed of which is like insane they do. right yeah. of course they do and especially when the wake goes even further that then paramount says that the alamo and the other theaters around the country can't show team america because yeah. well well it might happen to us too go fuck yourselves like we, this is not the way we should be behaving. Well, exactly. And, too, if you're saying that you know North Korea is going to send over assassins, uh, if someone comes in from North Korea, uh, detain them from don't let them in the country. You, you don't have to let them in. I'm pretty sure they're not actually going to send over people to oh, assassinate a couple of dudes who made a movie about... Um, 100% like, sure they won't. And yeah, it's, like... It's, it's, if it's they a, wanted to do this shit, they don't like us already. Like, this isn't the the the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. Like... They don't fucking like us. If they wanted to go to war with America, they would just do it. They can't, though. Like, the thing is, they they don't have the resources. No! Here's a great story I'll tell you guys about how powerful North Korea is. So, I don't know if you remember, um, four or five years ago, they launched a missile to the Sea of Japan. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. This is so bad. Uh, The United States launched a missile from 300 feet underwater from a submarine 3,000 miles away and hit that same exact target. So, we really should have nothing to worry about. I mean, Like, Like, theoretically, they could... Pull off some, you know, 24-esque attack where they sneak a bomb in and make a nuke and park a van next to a (laughs) building and blow up all of Baltimore. Yes, all of those things can happen. There are a lot of parties around the world who could make that happen, you know, theoretically. You guys saw Um, that uh, documentary Red Dawn, right? The remake? Yes. How North Koreans attacked us? Yeah, that is totally true. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. why I'm afraid, you guys. That's why I'm afraid. <laughs> but yeah, what if Chris, Chris Hemsworth is not there to save guys? me? We live in a cynical world. A cynical world. <laughs> Actually, I have a question for you. Is okay. what the North Koreans did that much different from, say, some league of like uh, animal protection or the handicap, like, you know, to saying, hey, don't release this movie because it's offensive to. Like yes, our kind. The, the it's only different the, the because only they aren't from the U.S. <laughs> Honestly, you're you're allowing it's the same principle though. Is like do this or else we're gonna like boycott your movie or like okay. we're gonna launch a campaign to get so, it stopped. So there's two things. One, what you're talking about is nonviolent. So True. saying I'm not going to support you. Yes, that is your right. And if you are a North Korean citizen living in the U.S. or let's say this movie were released in North Korea, it would totally be your prerogative to not go see the movie. Um, disagree like i don't think that the movie but uh, you know if that's your what you what you value fine the other thing is that um the shoot i forgot what i already made my first point the first time but (laughs) (laughs) like yeah i mean there is a difference between threatening the lives of people 
and saying like I feel like animals. Oh, that's right. And saying that I feel like animals should be protected. The other is that you're allowing a um, unspecified group of faceless people from a different country make those make that kind of an impact on another sovereign nation. Right? You're allowing it's it's like letting people in China have a vote about whether or not marijuana should be legal in California or in, in Colorado. You don't get a say. Sorry. It is. It's it's, it's a really it's just, it's I, I think it's a sad day in America. And I mean in and not in, you know, a, it's not a huge tragedy. But it's, but I mean, no, it's it, 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 in the it, grand scheme of things. It, it, in the grand scheme of things it's not, but it, at the same time you're like really cool. So if if I send an email and saying, uh, if Michael Bay makes another fucking Transformer movie, I'm going to show up to the set and I'm going to burn his fucking house down. Yeah. Oh, don't make another Transformers movie. Yeah, no, the, the the real violence that is actually worth worrying about here, as far as Sony is concerned, is the fact that their emails are getting out, A, that there was a breach, and that as a result of that, th- their emails are getting out and there are people who are trying to sue them because of information that was leaked and what they now know about certain things that Sony did. Like, that stuff is yeah. actually affecting people in their lives. Whereas, most likely, uh, North Korea is not going to blow up a theater in anywhere. Um, it'd be interesting if they did. Because, again, like, I, I, it's not that I want anyone to be hurt, but like what kind of a movie like if you just think about it rationally like what kind of a move is that it doesn't actually and make any too, sense i mean it, it, it goes back to the whole thing does north korea really want to start a war with america right <laughs> do they really no. want to do it and is it even re- like is it some dudes in north korea who are pissed and are hacking into shit like is it how tight is it with the, we don't really know so that's yeah. why i'm you know the fbi might say like yeah we're pretty sure it's tied to north korea but and because of what I, how I understand that country to work, like most likely there aren't a lot of like militant underground groups no, that are, it is, that are like it's hacking into the U.S. You know, it's it's just like right. in China. If you want to post something on the Chinese Twitter, it goes through the government first, and then the government allows it to be posted. Right. It's I'm sure it's the same thing in North Korea. I mean that too. And it, it, you're dealing with a dictatorship who suppresses his own people, mm-hmm. who treats his own country like crap. They're cattle. He, yeah, he brainwashes them like cattle. Yeah, and it, you know, and it's just, it's just, it, it's the Hitler thing. I mean, you can, you have a guy who are people like, oh, thank you so much, I like you, but majority of the people probably hate his fucking guts, and you if, just can't do anything about it because you'll be murdered. If they were allowed to have original thought since the day they were born, yeah, they probably would. Yeah, but unfortunately, they kind of don't. Yeah, it's all propaganda, and yeah. it, it's it's heartbreaking, and it's yeah. it's sad that America wilted at saying, ooh, I'm gonna do something. And I mean. I, I understand it's really the theaters that I have a problem with because Sony ended up in this tough place but yeah. where the theaters were all dropping it. They were all saying, well, we're not going to show it because we're scared. And they're sitting there going, well... It wasn't just that they're scared. We- they were worried that having the interview around would decrease business for the other movies that are coming out on Christmas because people would be afraid to go to the theater. Yeah, and it's uh, and again, it's, to me, that's just an irrational th- uh, yes. fear. And it's, but yeah, you, you're talking about, I, I, I understand every position, but the way they went about it is just wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, I disagree with the choice yeah. and I disagree with the mentality and the prerogative that it sets up I do. because yeah. this will happen again. It will. Um, absolutely or, happen again. or even worse, there will be people who want to make other movies that they then won't make because they're like, well, if I make a movie where we make light of yeah, X, Steve Carell got his 
movie next. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. Um yeah, no, it's that's exactly what happened. And now, so we can't say anything bad about other countries. You know, we have the right to say whatever we want. It's in our Constitution. Right. And so we should be able to protect that freedom instead of protecting a hypothetical situation where people are hypothetically going to get hurt. Yeah. There wasn't another terrorist attack after the release of Postal. So why is it that we are... Because no one saw Postal. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Postal was not like... Yeah. Clearly, so <laughs> clearly what they should have done is that James Franco and Seth Rogen should have looked at this movie and gone, let's not promote this movie until like the very last second. And then be like, oh man, dude, we totally pulled one over on people. I was but, really hoping Sony would have been like, okay, we're pulling it. And then like two days later, say, yeah. hey, it's we're releasing it a week earlier. Surprise. Exactly. That would actually be pretty funny. That'd be funny. I would, I would enjoy that. And then the fact that they're not going to release it anywhere right now is stupid. Why don't they just put it on Blu-ray and then everybody can buy it? Who wants to? Because now they've had the same problem. Well, so Blu-ray, yes, and they're still trying that. But they've had the same problem with VOD mm-hmm. where the, the different VOD distributors are saying, like, well, I don't want to touch it. Like, <sighs> what do you bomb? When it's in the cloud... What do you blow up? Well, then Comcast is afraid they'll get hacked, and then yeah, or you just uh, and, and you can't put it on a Pirate Bay because they arrested the guy who runs Pirate Bay, so that's <laughs> shut down. Like, there's we're running out of places. Even Mitt Romney said, "Put it on the internet, just yeah. give it for free." Mm-hmm. Or you know, just make it so you can only order the Blu-ray from Amazon. It's a warehouse. Or and Amazon um, gets hacked. <laughs> well, yeah. And they have and then, information. Then Seattle gets blown up, and Seattle is one of the countries closest to North Korea. They have to be afraid. Oh my God. We, it's it's frustrating. It is, and it's um, not even like like. And it's the only movie I wanted to see on Christmas, right? Exactly, <laughs> yeah, and it yeah. really affected and real now, nerds. And so we were going to go see Team of America after that, and now we can't even see t- fucking Team America. Like, what do we do next week? I don't know. I'm just going to sit on my hands yeah. and stare at North Korea and spit into the woods, guys. Into the woods. Well, they got the imitation <sighs> game and Big Eyes. Imitation game, I do uh, really uh, want to see. I'm probably good on Big Eyes. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it doesn't look weird. <laughs> it looks like a normal movie, uh, yeah, like a normal drama. Yeah, seeing if I need to go, just hang, hold my son for a little bit. But yeah, he, okay. on, he keeps on falling back asleep. We can take a break. No, that's alright. Um, what do you guys want to do next? Oh, let's just uh, let's go through the stats and shit. Cool. This is the box office stats. The number one movie last week was Exodus: Gods of King, Gods and Kings. With uh, 25? 20, uh, yeah. 24.115934. Yes! <laughs> that was my Christian bail. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it looks like... I don't know. Have you ever heard of a movie called Top 5? Cause I saw out, the preview. Oh, really? Chris Rock, out, Rosario da- Chris Rock, Rosario Dawson. Huh. Weird. But it came out at number 4. Uh, and Inherent Vice did technically come out last week as well. Um, at three hundred twenty-eight, uh, three hundred twenty-eight million. No, three hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars. Number twenty. But, Four theaters, I think. Yeah, something like that. So they had a sneak um, preview at uh, the Draft House on Saturday. Oh yeah. Yeah, we missed it. I saw a tweet from Tim League saying that the the Draft House is going to have uh, chocolate covered frozen bananas at all screenings of of Inherent Vice. Is that so a thing in a, I I guess so. <laughs> I will look forward to seeing Inherent Vice and. Well, top five a, is that Chris Rock movie. Yeah, it uh, looked really crappy. That. Okay, that it looked really <laughs> crappy, but it's getting really good reviews. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Anyway, uh, that's the movies. Uh, you want to do DVD? Cool. Cool. 
DVD releases and Blu-rays. Week before Christmas always sucks. Yeah. yeah. There's like nothing. Uh, the Good Lie, which is some Reese Witherspoon no- the movie that... What's up I've with your chin, of? man? It's so pointy. I, know, I, I, I think it's like super... Uh, photoshopped in the picture too. I heard she gets like all fucked and wild. So if you guys want to see Reese Witherspoon <laughs> fucked, go see Wild. Our Christmas spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> Reese Witherspoon getting <laughs> all her holes filled. Oh, oh. <laughs> you had to make it Watch worse. Reese Witherspoon get her mouth fucked. Her <laughs> butt oh. fucked. No, this is no. It's no. to be on the poster. No. <laughs> this movie's wild. As a, as a tagline or pictures of her. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the just with her mouth. That, oh, uh, it's like the five hundred days of summer poster, where there's like a little image of each of the frames of the movie in the background. It's like a really crummy version of the Nymphomaniac posters, where it's just like just a close up on. Wait, her there's face. good po- Nymphomaniac posters. <laughs> no, I mean like a like a less artsy version. You know, uh, Continuum season three comes out on Blu-ray this week, which I've I I tried watching some of that show once. It was not great. Uh, there's a movie called Pride. Which I've never heard of. It's got that's, Bill Nye in it. That's the gay pride movie. Oh, okay. Cool. So that comes out on Blu-ray this week. Check that out. Um, apparently there is a show called Dominion. Um, and the first season's coming out. No, oh, it's on sci-fi. That's why I've never heard of it. And neither has anyone else. The Trip to Italy, which is the sequel to The Trip, the Steve Coogan and uh, Rob Brydon movie. Uh, did you ever see that, that first, The Trip? Uh, I saw it this year. It was in a big pain. Uh, and then very last thing is Appointment with Danger, uh, which is an old movie coming to Blu-ray this week. I think it's I think it's originally deep, uh, black and white. Let me see. Anyway, um, there's a there's a number <laughs> actually of care. small old films getting Blu-ray releases this week. So uh, it's, the, it's like the shortest list of Blu-ray releases I've seen in a while. Anyway, that's releases. What are we doing next? What are we been watching? Cool. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Cool. So uh, I saw a few things this week. Um, and last week. And last week. Um, my favorite uh, book is The Picture of Dorian Gray. Cool. And um, so I you know wa- So you watched The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Is that where this yes. is going? Okay. Because it's the perfect representation of Dorian Gray. <laughs> um, so Warner Archives is a... It's a branch of Warner Brothers Home Video that releases older movies on Blu-ray, but you have to um, kind of keep an eye out for when they come out. Um, And they released their 1943 version, or 45, of the picture of Dorian Gray. Cool. And I heard it was the best adaptation of it, so I went ahead and bought it. And uh, the movie's pretty good. Um, I've been really digging uh, movies from the 40s lately. Um, And it's pretty faithful to to the source material. Um, they kind of go away from more of the um, controversial things about it. I mean, it, uh, I don't know if you have you ever read the book. No, I it's haven't. it's very um, gay. <laughs> like uh, Basil. Well, the, the story is is Dorian Gray is a super handsome dude. Okay, and he gets a picture of him painted, and he wants the picture to grow old and himself to never grow old. So basically, he sells his soul. Yeah. Um. So throughout the course of uh, the book painting ages and gets ugly and dorian gray stays young and youthful so anything bad he does it's reflected in the painting whether it's age or he um falls in love with an actress and she commits suicide and so you know his painting keeps on getting uglier and uglier and 
um, well, he doesn't, and then it kind of veers into supernatural. Why, um, it's never really explained why the painting ages and he doesn't, and then at the end, he stabs the painting in the heart and he dies. So it's like, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really well done, and it's an interesting film because when they show the painting of Dorian, it's always in color, and then the rest of the movie is in black and white. Mm. Um, it's really, really well shot. Angela Lansbury is in it, mm. um, one of her first roles. Donna Reed, who was in It's a Wonderful Life, is... Mm-hmm. In it as well. Um, I forget the guy who played Dorian, but he's pretty good in it. Um, cool. Uh, so it was a good movie. If uh, you ever see the Warner Archives picture of Dorian Gray lying around, um, I recommend picking it up. But chances are you either have to order it from Amazon or you have to order it from Warner Brothers Archives because yeah. it's not like a big release. It's one of those ones that I think they probably make like a thousand of them. And is it a really nice Blu-ray? Yeah, so? yeah. It's it comes with um, uh, commentary with. Um, Angela Lansbury and a film historian. It comes with a theatrical trailer and um, stills from the movie, I believe. Um, so I haven't listened to the commentary yet, but I mean, for uh, like a catalog release, it's pretty nice, and the, the movie looks great. Um, so that was fun. Um, I watched Exodus, Kings and Gods, Gods and Kings, what? Gods and Kings, yeah, whatever it's called. Um, and I haven't listened to the episode where you talked about it, James, but I, I have a feeling I agree with you a lot of it. Uh, visually, the movie looks amazing. Yes. Um, it's well shot, well put together. The acting is really good in it. Um, but there's something about it I just couldn't connect with. Um, and maybe it was because the representation of God was like a little English boy. Um, I, I really like that did part. Did you? Yeah. I, that part bugged me. And two, I don't like movies when they talk down to audiences, especially when um, I think it's like, okay, I'll give you a scene that really made me, yeah. actually made my eyes roll in the theater. Okay. Was um, Moses is leading the Hebrews across um, the mountains or whatever. Yes. And um, he comes up, uh, his scouts, and says, hey, Ramses is behind you three or four days unless he lets his horses, uh, if, shorter if he doesn't rest his horses. And then they cut to Ramses. Oh, yeah. And there's Ramses like, he's like, uh, Ramses, rest your horses. And then he, Ramsey's just keeps on going. So basically yeah. they're telling you what you just told and showing you yeah, the that, same thing. That that was dumb. Yeah. No, I and agree. they had a lot of moments like that. And what, what's Sigourney Weaver doing in it? She's barely Dude, in it. I don't know. Dude, the, the whole, and we didn't talk about this last week and I wish I had, but the, the fact that that movie got whitewashed is, is unfortunate. Um, really Scott talked about it and basically said like, look, I wanted the movie to get made. So I had to make everyone white, which that doesn't bother me. Right, th- that's a fair argument. Christian Bale, when asked about it, said, "I think critics should get a life," which is the wrong response to that question. Um, but it, I think it's too bad, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but yeah, I think that's why. Like Sigourney Weaver is a friend of Ridley Scott, and he needed a woman, yeah. so and and a gaunt woman. Like all of the Egyptians, he casts people with very long faces because uh, he's trying to make them look like all those weird statues. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I don't know. It, yeah, it is weird. But see, I, that didn't bother me at all because it's, I mean, it's just like the old movies. I mean, I think there's... That, I think that like Kingdom of Heaven, there's probably 40 minutes on the cutting room floor that we will get in a director's cut. I think so, too. And she probably has like a whole story where well, she tries to kill Moses as a baby or something. Honestly, and, too, I'm pretty impressed that it's rated PG-13 and when all those crocodiles were eating people. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's pretty violent. Um, yeah. Not that I care, but it's it's interesting. I did like that that interpretation of of the rivers turning into blood. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I mean, the, when the, it took a while to get going when the plague started, though, I was really into it. Yeah, um, but it seemed really long. Mm-hmm. Like the movie seemed really long. Yeah, and so the reason I like what I talked about last week was that uh, I, I think that 
when you have a movie where you get to personify God, that part is really cool. So I, I like it, any sort of creative version of personifying God in that way, like having him be a little kid who's kind of an asshole. I, I thought that was neat. It's, it's just that he doesn't fight with Moses enough. Like when you have a, uh, a character like that in a movie, I want to see that character interact with Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the time he just sort of shows up and bitches a little bit and leaves. Um, and I really just wanted to see them fight. I wanted to see those arguments mm-hmm. um, because that's what I liked the most about it was that they took the story where Moses usually just does whatever God says and was like, no, how, Moses was a stubborn asshole. And so he fights with everything God tells him to do. Mm-hmm. And so that, that version of it, I liked, um, my favorite part of the movie enough. is when I went to the Alamo and I got my victory account. I had two free milkshakes, two free popcorns, and like $4 off candy. Holy shit. So I got a free milkshake and popcorn. <laughs> that's pretty so cool. So that was, that was a good day at the old Alamo. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, the movie, I, it was well made. I just, mm. it just left me wanting something. I don't know what it was. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, it's one that I, I've thought about a, a lot and it, it's kind of like Moses for me or Noah for me where... They they took an interesting story, took a took a not not as different a take on it yeah, as Noah insane. did, because Noah's got like giant rock monsters and shit in it. Um, this one is it's much more true to the story, um, but just put some twists on it, told it in a modern way, and and asked some interesting questions that made mm-hmm. me think, and that was cool. Um, I I just I don't walk away really feeling touched by it or or connected mm-hmm. to the characters. So yeah. yeah. It is all right. Uh, I also watched uh, Family Guy Volume 12. I mean, Season 12. I mean, Volume 13. What? So last year, they released Volume 12 of Family Guy. Okay. This year, they released Season 12 on the box. And then when I started up the DVD, it said Volume 13 on it. So Wait. they don't know if they're pitching or catching. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Um, yeah. so, so you've got two things that say 12 on the box? Yep. One says season, one says volume. Is it a different set of episodes? Yep. yep. The How, thing with Family Guy is they're did, already stupidly released. So at some point, did they release like uh, one season in two volumes? Or what they used to do is they released volumes that had like thirteen episodes. Mm-hmm. So it'd be a little more than a season because the first volume had seasons one and two together. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. that 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 would make it sound like there should be more volumes than or more seasons than volumes. Which in this case, there's more volumes than seasons because there's 13 volumes, but there's only 12 seasons. Well, because what, like I said, they broke it up. Like I think after the fifth one, they started doing yeah, 12, I think five or six. Uh, they only had like 12 episodes. 12 episodes. So it'd be like a little more than half a season. Oh, and then, what the fuck? And then when they'd release the next one, it'd be the last, like third like the of the last season. Break or something. Yeah, yeah, and then they show the other half of it. So is this maybe the first half of season 12? No, because then... This last, is the whole thing. Yeah, last year what they the released fuck? two full seasons on DVD to get caught up. And it's the 20th Century Fox thing. It's like my modern family is no longer on Blu-ray. How I Met Your Mother will never be on Blu-ray except for season five. And it's um, it's just so stupid how they do Community is it. never on Blu-ray. Yeah, but that's community. Not 20th Century, but uh, still. Yeah, like, but what's the same. fuck? Um, yeah, so, weird. so it made me mad. Uh, I also watched uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which I haven't seen in years. Hmm. Um, it, I think it's Danny Elfman's best score. Um, I think he plays it like a cartoon, and it really fits the tone. And I think that's where actually Tim Burton doesn't get in the way of the movie. So you think you think that his score there is better than his Spider-Man score? Uh, yeah. Wow. All right. Okay. okay. Um, 
because it's just it's more playful, mm. and the movie is so silly, and I, it just reminds me of growing up, and um, it it's, it takes a full on commitment from Paul Rubens to be that character, yeah. and he fully believes that he's that character, and I mean just parts that I remembered as a, I, it started coming back to me as I was watching it, where um, you know he's leaving his house and Francis shows up. And he says, come on, Pee-wee, listen to reason. And he, like, puts his hand up to his ears. And he says, Pee-wee, Pee-wee. And he says, shh, I'm listening to reason. And just <laughs> stupid things like that. And um, it's just so silly. And it it doesn't make sense. Uh, I still think one of the greatest line deliveries in any movie ever. And I didn't get this when I watched it, obviously, as a kid. But I, haven't seen, I don't know when the last time I saw the movie, maybe 10 years ago. And I watched it, and he's with Simone in, like, the T-Rex and she says, oh, Pee-wee, put it right there, or something like that. He's like, inside of you? Or, or, I forget what the wording is. And her boyfriend, Andy, is outside listening. And uh, so he comes out, and she goes, Andy. And then it cuts to Pee-wee says, Andy. And it's just like a really, really funny moment. And I, the way he says the line uh, just cracks me up. And I always remember the little punk kid in it as a child actor. Um, being the snobby, like, spoiled brat. <laughs> it's like, whenever you're ready, sir. I have been ready since first call. I am ready. Rule. And he keeps on talking about how the girls can't hit their lines and marks. And it's just a really zany, goofy movie. And it's really funny. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, and the last thing I watched is, uh, to, can you, to continue, my cruise-a-thon is uh, Eyes Wide Shut, which is Stanley oh. Kubrick's last film. Uh-huh. Uh, it's better than I remember it, um, but it's still a really weird movie. I don't. I know Kellen's mad about it too. When <laughs> I, I don't know if there's really a plot to the movie, right. except Tom Cruise wants to go to a sex party, mm-hmm. um, but he doesn't know it's a sex party. He just thinks it's like a masquerade. And um, yeah, it's just about him and his wife uh, and their opportunities to cheat on each other. And this really weird party that he goes to where people are constantly fucking in it. Um, it's beautifully shot. I did, mean, did you watch the theatrical or no, the, the director's cut? Ooh. Yeah, there's, there's like 20% more like, fucking. There's more thrusting in this version. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny because I was looking at it. I think it's like six minutes longer. Um, I don't remember the movie from the first time I saw it, so I couldn't tell you what was cut and which what, what wasn't. It was all the thrusting. Probably. Yeah. And... Um, but I, I think, I think Tom is Tom. Like he's my friend. I, Tom. Think, I think Mr. Cruz is really good in it. Um, I think Nicole Kidman is not big T. Um, because there's a part, the part where she's like smoking marijuana and is being, uh, truthful to him about how she wanted to have an affair with a sailor. And when they cut to Tom Cruise, he's like heartbroken. He says, why did my wife say this? Why is she doing this to me? I thought we had a happy marriage. And the way she delivers her lines is really, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's not good. Yeah. Um, so that bothered me. Um, but I think the movie is so beautiful. It's so well shot. Um, the camera movements um, and all that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, I, I liked it a lot more this time. It, it was weird. Um, and I always got a kick out of it. I for, the one part I forgot about but as i was watching the movie i remembered was where everywhere tom cruise went he would flash his like medical license and saying i'm dr hartford like that would get him into special clubs or something <laughs> it was really bizarre 
But um, yeah, and then you find out at the end it's like a is all in this. It's like a movie that's like in a dream. I can't describe it. You'd have to. It's really like softly lit, really slow paced, and it has really weird music. Have you seen it, Brad? No. Like uh, there's a anytime there's supposed to be a dramatic part, it'd be like a one note from a piano. It'd go bunk, bunk, mm-hmm. bunk. Have you seen it? Yeah, but it's been a while. <clears throat> yeah, it's weird. Like it, it, I liked it more this time, and I'll probably watch it with the commentary. It's not obviously it's not Kubrick, but um, yeah, I, I feel like when I watched it like halfway through, I kind of stopped paying attention. So it's almost like I didn't really because you don't really have to pay attention because there's really no plot. I mean, the plot is literally Tom Cruise trying to get to a party. So yeah, yeah. that's what I watched this week. Cool. Fucking. I got Goodman's nothing. naked a lot in it. Oh yeah, yeah. Does it make your acting any better? Uh, no. Oh, you know, I did. I forgot to mention. Uh, sorry, that I watched the. I finally watched the last season of How I Met Your Mother, which I've already seen. Yeah. And I watched. Have you seen the alternate ending? No. There's an alternate ending to the the show. Um, I was a big fan of the original ending. Me too. Um, because I thought it was more truthful. Uh huh. Um, it's what the show is actually yeah, about. Exactly, and it was heartbreaking. Um, but also uplifting, which I think is what the show is. It's the only, I am expecting it's the only version in which Ted actually learns the lesson that he needs to learn. Exactly. So in the, the separate, or the different version of it is Bob Saget does a voiceover and he talks about how I'm reminded of it every day I wake up and see your mother sleeping next to me. And it ends with him doing a voiceover on, um, the Farhampton platform so you don't get the resolution from Robin or any of that stuff. So it seems it's that, it's the cop out ending. That version seems like the studio saw the original ending and they said you need to make a happier ending. Yeah, which I actually think because the easy way to end that show is all of a sudden he meets the mother and we hear a voiceover that goes and that kids is how I met your mother. That's exactly how it goes. Oh, um, that's horrible. So basically, what happens is is instead of them cutting back to the kids and Ted says, and that's kids is how I met your mother. And they say, Oh, we, this is a story about how you're hot for aunt Robin. Right. Cause mom's hardly in it. Yeah. That part's completely gone. And it's replaced with Bob Saget doing the voiceover saying, you know, this, I, I'm so glad I have your mom and blah, 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 blah. So Blech. the aired version is way better. It, <sighs> I just had to get that off my chest. It's uh, yeah. yeah. I, I would, I will simply repeat what I said when this, when it came out, which is that, that is a show about a guy who... Hey, did who, you bring a Doritos Locos taco for my son? He fucking wants one, dude. <laughs> dude. Oh, oh, he's reaching for it. He's reaching for it. Um, it's a, that show is a story about a guy who believes that if he finds the right woman, that will, it, it will make his life complete. Mm-hmm. And what he learns in, those la- in that last episode from his own children is that... His life was complete the whole time in the friends that he had, eventually the wife that he had, the kids that he had, and hopefully once again in having Robin as his girlfriend or maybe mm-hmm. wife, um, that he ha- he basically has to live his life with whoever it is that's around him and search for the kind of love that he needs, um, and that no one person is going to make his life complete. And that's the lesson of the show. Exactly. And if you take that away, then it's just a show where the title was How I Met Your Mother and had a voiceover, and it was funny sometimes. Yeah, and you know, the, that last season's really strong, though. It yeah, really it is. is. Um, yeah. 
Because the, the season or two before that, they had started to like spin their wheels. Mm-hmm. But, man, yeah, they did a good job. Um, and the people who don't like the ending are wrong. I agree. <laughs> because the ending is... Dude, the ending makes me cry. Um, it's great. Yeah, that's what I watched this week. Cool. Brad, what porno did you watch this week? Oh, this I watched one. all of the pornos. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, actually, I watched Family Guy season or volume 12. <laughs> When it's Brian like shaves off all his fur, oh dude! And I was laughing with Chip. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Chip! Yeah. Hiya, Pete! Hiya! <laughs> and then, um, although the whole Brian dying thing, like, it only lasted for one episode. That, yeah, that's kind of weak. But I mean, I, eventually, I wanted him back. But I figured they'd be like the season finale or something. Like he comes back, but no, they just scrapped that plot right away. Um, and then I got the. I almost drove down to Colorado Springs to pick up the Cowboy Bebop series Blu-ray. Oh, yeah? Because no Best Buys in Denver were carrying it. Really? Uh, I was like, oh, well, maybe it'll be a good adventure. I didn't want to wait for Amazon to deliver it to me and then it not have, not have a slipcover yeah, or discs. <laughs> so, um, uh, But uh, I decided to take a stop over at Twist and Shout first, and they didn't have it. And then it occurred to me, oh, yeah, Second Spin still exists. So I went over Second Spin for the first time in a while, and they had it for the same price Amazon had it for. Oh, neat. So I scored that, and that show is still great. Yep. And it looks great. Although one annoying thing is that like, um, I like to have the subtitles on even in English so I can keep the volume down in my apartment, but mm. also you know, hear what they're saying by reading. Mm-hmm. And they won't give you the subtitles unless you're listening to it in Japanese. Really? So Weird. I have to... Yeah, <laughs> you definitely can enjoy Cowboy Bebop. Well, the Blu-ray, I guess. So, well, you can. You just would be listening in Japanese. Yeah, you'll, you'll in enjoy. In which the... case, you wouldn't hear the Japanese anyway. So, yeah, you'll enjoy the visuals, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah. It goes by really fast. I forgot because when I grew up, I got them on DVD, and you got like three episodes on a disc. Oh, but yeah. like the first disc takes care of like half the show <laughs> on Blu-ray. So, Funny. it's burning right through them. How many so. episodes of that show are there? I think it's like twenty-six. Okay, and I think the movie is pseudo episodes 22 and 23 right yeah in between those yeah um yeah so it's not very not very long i remember at all. it being longer than that but i guess back in the day when you had to just like wait four months for the next three episodes to come out well or I, I was just watching it like on adult swim where they would just watch show whichever episode they felt like so you didn't really necessarily yeah if you watch it every night it wasn't for, chronological was it i don't think so yeah and, and it's not like i was up every night watching it right so if only every Friday night you watched them, you were you were getting like random episodes. So yeah, I forgot how long it takes for like. Um, oh God, I can't believe I'm blanking on her name right now. Valentine Eddie, Ed. Yeah, yeah. Um, she like it takes like six episodes, I think, or seven for her to show up. I really? always thought it was like the second or third episode. Huh. That's because the first one is just Jet and Spike, and then Faye. I think is the second one. And yeah. Or no, Ayn is the second one, and then Faye is the third one. Hmm. Yeah. Weird. And, but then it's just Faye and uh, Ayn for like three or four more episodes, and then I don't think I haven't watched a Ed one yet. So weird. Yeah. Um. What else? I think that's it. Yeah, I watched Batman Returns, which has Paul Rubens and Diane Salinger from Pee Wee's Big Adventure as Oswald Oswald Kaufman's parents. Did I talk about the turtle? Yeah, I did. 
did you? What was the turtle? I don't. I wasn't here. So the Ninja Turtle in Batman Returns. Yeah. Yes. When the, then we talked about well, Ryan was how bad Batman. a superhero Batman is for twenty minutes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> did well. you know that he never defeats anyone in those Batman, those first four Batman movies? Uh, in the first one, he like knocks. He he pushes the Joker. And then tries to catch him, which is poor planning, because then the thing breaks, and then the Joker dies. And then the next one, he distracts the the penguin, and the penguin falls out a window and dies. Like, oh, and then in the in the third one, he kills um, Two Face by flipping a coin, which distracts the two uh, Two Face, and Two Face trips and falls, and dies. He never remember. fights any of his villains. This is what we discussed last week. Mm. Batman's the worst. I mean, in those movies, shut your mouth. Um, Dark Knight trilogy is really good. But anyway, so in the early part of the movie, when the Red Triangle gang, gang shows up, there's that jester who blows fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, before Batman gets to him, he blows fire into a merchandise store, and there's a close-up of the merchandise getting incinerated. On the far right of the table, there is a plush Ninja Turtle. Oh, nice! So, we're so talking the Ninja about, Turtles exist in the Batman yeah. world. Sweet. That'd be f- sweet if they fought each other. Right. We so about that. yeah, we and we <laughs> decided that the Ninja Turtles would kick bat, that Batman's ass all day because he can't because he because he actually can't fight anyone and he can't turn his head. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So four turtles would defeat him. Right. <laughs> hey, Brad, did you get the Steelbook edition of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No, I almost did, but then I remembered I hate that movie. <laughs> You're gonna get it eventually. And I might get it if it's like part of the new trilogy box set or whatever they decide to do. You think they're going to make two more of those and put out yeah. like a trilogy? Well, we know one more is coming out, so well, yeah. we'll see how that turns out. But then if that one comes out, I have a steel book and then like a regular edition. I'll be like, ah, I don't like these movies and they look weird on my shelf. <laughs> the worst decision ever. Yeah. I hate uh, passing up a steel book. but And you don't get the reversible uh, headbands. Yeah, it's okay. I, I made a, my own. I got a used copy of The Hangover in steel book edition today. At, uh, oh yeah, I got to see your haul. You had like a stack of fifty D Blu-rays. I, did, I didn't get all of those. I I, I ended up not getting because there were a couple in there like Gladiator where I was like, D- I can probably get Gladiator new for this cheap. Um, was it a steel book? No, 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 no. That's the other thing is it, some of them, some of some of the ones that I didn't get were really nice movies where I know I'm gonna want a better version down the line. So yeah. like Gladiator, it's like yes for for. I know Dan has a steel book Gladiator. Yeah. Um, and it was like, it was like $7. And so then it's three when you get it with, uh, or four when you get it with one other movie. Um, but it's like, well, $4 or someday I get, I pay 10 and get a really nice version. I'll just wait and get the 10, you know? Um, so I didn't get all of those, but I did get them because I got like, I got dragon tattoo cause I've never owned that and a handful of other ones. Um, this is a pretty good haul. I wrestled with uh, getting over the top on Blu-ray or DVD. <laughs> I decided on neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also wanted to get Weekend at Bernie's 2, but then have Weekend at Bernie's 1. So <laughs> On Blu-ray or on DVD? Uh, this was blue. This was this was I DVD. Like, I feel like Weekend at Bernie's, at Bernie's 2 probably does not have a DVD yet. If, no, a, blue, a, a Blu-ray yet. Yeah. If, I know Best Buy has a Blu-ray of the first one. If Bad Boys 2 still doesn't have a Blu-ray, then there should not be a Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> 2 Blu-ray. I'm just kind of hoping Netflix picks it up soon, <laughs> so I have to decide on that. <laughs> why, why do you want to see that movie? It's horrible. Or <laughs> being silly and funny. Mm, I think you'll be severely disappointed. <laughs> but hey, maybe, maybe you'll we'll find... Uh, I did kind of want to watch Ninja Turtles again, just to make sure I wasn't crazy. Yeah. I hating it, but... 
And I can pay 20 bucks to find out. Yeah. Well, maybe someone will trade in a Steelbook version at Tradesmart and you can get it for a dollar one day. By buying another $20 item? <laughs> well, no. It'll drop in price because it's popular, so they'll have lots of them. And then you can find one of your long lost, you can find King Kong book edition or something. Let's then, assume James didn't watch anything and move on. Uh, I kind of didn't. Because um, oh. I watched some, all I really watched was some Justified Season 5, because I'm trying to get ready for Season 6 to start, the final season, in a couple months, or in a month or so. Um, that that season's real good. Uh, probably my second favorite season of the show, after Season 2. Um, and then other than that, I've just been shooting cops in GTA, and that's still pretty fun, nice. but... I worked a lot this week, so it was mostly like, get home at 9 o'clock, lay in bed, shoot cops, fall asleep. Nice. I've been playing uh, Toad Treasure Tracker. It's pretty fun. Is it? Yeah, it's Man. cute. I may have to borrow that from you because uh, Dan's got one of those Wii U's. Yeah. Um, I was good. I, I beat level 16, and the credits started rolling. I'm like, what? Oh, right. Yeah, I, I heard pissed. about that. But then it goes on. Right. <laughs> For some reason... For some reason, like a third of the game constitutes or uh, causes the credits to roll. Yeah, it's weird because they said over seventy puzzles, and I only beat sixteen of them. I was like, wait a minute, what the hell? The game's really cute, though. Every just, time you select a new level, he goes, "Time for adventure," and it's cute. I just, uh, I just got myself mad because I reminded myself that there was no Bad Boys Two Blu-ray, and I just confirmed there is still no Blu-ray. Of Bad Boys 2. What the fuck is wrong with this Still world? Still not a good movie. You are you are wrong, sir. There's lots of terrible movies on Blu-ray. You are wrong. I know. I have like three of them. Bad Boys 2 is a classic. It should have a criterion like <laughs> The Rock or Armageddon. That argument is sound. <laughs> <laughs> if there's an, if there's criterions of the Armageddon and The Rock, I, I think there the, should be criterions. I, I think of... The Rock only has a DVD Armageddon. I know because I own it. Um... But still, I think that's fair. Cool story, James. Thanks. Bad Boys 2 is still not that good. Pretty awesome. That car chase is awesome. Oh, I need to still need to do comic books, right? Yeah. Oh, this is a comic corner. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. I'm classing up the comic book corner this week, James. Cool. Um, it actually ties to movies. Uh, I read a great biography about Walt Disney. Oh, very cool. By Neil Gabler called Walt Disney, The Triumph of the American Imagination. And it talks about um, how he refused to take no for an answer and how um, he built his empire. And it's really fascinating um, because he uh, he got really hosed for mm -hmm. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Yep. And how he used that to build his reputation from that point on of... This is my stuff, and I'm not going to let anybody um, take it from me. Even when his stuff wasn't being distributed by Disney, because it used to not be a distributor. He'd distribute it through RKO or MGM or whoever. He could get yeah. distribute it. And um, it's a really fascinating book. It's also like a good business class book. Huh. Because he didn't care about business, but his brother did. And he says, hey, you better start caring about how much money you're costing us. And he says, well, I want it to be good. So there was always a struggle in the studio about quality versus how much money they had. And the studio didn't actually have um, a lot of money, even after Snow White was such a huge success, because Pinocchio and Bambi lost the studio money. Mm. And those movies didn't become profitable until uh, someone suggested them, because they re-released Gone with the Wind, and they said, hey, 
you re-release these old properties and people will go out and see them again. So he re-released Snow White and it made tons of money. And so he started using uh, that money to finance his other films. And he, during World War II, he used government contracts to make educational films, propaganda films, and he was a big, um, uh, I don't know what the word is, but um, he led the fight against communism inside uh, the United States. And yeah. He found out that like some of his animators were communists, and they like uh, he had a strike in the 40s, and it cost him a lot of money, and um, it's just a really fascinating book. And for someone who um, didn't have a lot to become one of the most um, powerful per, uh, people in the world. Yeah. Um, it, it's a really fascinating story. It's a really good biography. It's funny because I saw that I was walking around at Barnes and Noble and I saw it and I thought, oh, I could get that for Ryan for Christmas. And then I thought, no, he probably already has it. <laughs> and sure enough, I walked in and saw it on the table and went, yep. <laughs> yeah. A funny story. I actually got that last Christmas and I've been trying to read it for a year. Hmm. And not that it's not a good book. It's just really long. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Although it's like three inches thick. Yeah. Um, but it's really well written. And. He covered the, the author covers a lot of topics, and it's um, it gives you a really good idea of who Walt Disney was, and uh, why he worked so hard. And it's cool to read because you know last year my favorite movie was Saving Mr. Banks, and um, how he said, "Hey, call me Walt," and that was this big thing is people called him Walt or Uncle Walt, and then after the um, animation animator strike, I guess he was really hurt, hmm. and it took him a while to forgive people, and some people he didn't forgive at all. Hmm. Um, so it was interesting and yeah. How, so yeah it, it's it's a really fascinating book and if you really like movies and things like that I definitely recommend picking it up very cool um, so yeah I, I classed up comic book corner by real books yeah and you know if you if you read it and you really like Walt Disney you can go pick up some of the like cool Disney um, you know DuckTales or any of those issues at, at Colorado Coins Com- Cards and Comics actually he has some great gold key which are like the 1950s oh yeah um, like Donald Duck comics or Mickey Mouse comics. Uh, they're they're kind of expensive because they're really um, hard to find. But there's some great stories in them. Very cool. Um, you can get trade paperbacks there of um, the Disney stuff. Um, so I recommend picking those up because it'd probably save you a lot of money. Awesome. Very cool. America's Civil War isn't 2015, right? Uh, no, no, it's, it's 2016. It's films in 2015. This writer's messed up. Yeah, they're lying to you. You know what? Um... I'm excited about next year is Jaws 19. Oh, yeah, that's coming In out. 3D. In 3D. That is coming out. Was oh, no. Hologram, not 3D. What am I talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this week, we went and saw The Hobbit, Battle of the Five Armies. James, should I come to you last? No, you can start with me. Should people go see The Battle of the Five Armies? Uh, did you see the other Hobbit movies? Did you like the other Hobbit movies? Then you should see The Hobbit. Nice. Brad, should people go see Hobbit? Um, again, successful franchise, lots of fans. You're going to see it whether I say yes or no. But I will say, after Fellowship, it's this might be my favorite of the Middle Earth movies. Really interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, the movie is pretty awesome. Um, wow. Uh, I'll talk about. It. Here's a trailer for. Yeah, sh- you should go. Uh, you should go see it. Um, uh, so here's a trailer for. The Hobbit, Battle of the Five Armies. Thorin, you gave a promise. 
You've won the mountain, is that not enough? Now, we defend it. I came to reclaim something of mine. This was the last move in a master plan. A plan long in the making. These bats are bred for one purpose. For war. Leave Sauron to me. Bilbo is right. You cannot see what you have become. Everything I did, I did for them. You started this. You will forgive me if I finish it. When faced with death, what can anyone do? to answer. How shall this day end? What's really cool about this movie is it starts like in the middle of a climax? Yeah. Which is a different pace. This is... So... I really like this movie. This movie is a mess and has momentum problems and is I like it's weird. Um but yeah, that opening sequence where you get to fight a dragon is pretty fucking awesome. Oh, dude, I still think uh, Smog is maybe the coolest looking dragon yes. on screen. And you know, I recently just watched the extended cut of um Desolation of Smog mm-hmm. and I it has more footage in it than um Unexpected Journey, but I don't I can't pinpoint the scenes as clearly. Yeah, it just I think it just breathes a little bit more and yeah. there's some dialogue sequences that are longer. Um this one though, it it feels it's almost hard because once Smog dies spoilers. Once Smog <laughs> dies at the end of that, like it's not even the first act. Like it's no, it's, it's the first it's sequence. the prologue. Um yeah, right? Like it's fifteen minutes and Smog is dead. Um that character was so big and cool and was part of what you loved about the last movie that it kind of causes this lull where it takes a while for them to get the movie going because they have to recuperate from the fact that you just watched something really cool and lost a character that was really interesting. It's But it's it's so amazing um, how the uh, smog looks um, when he's yeah. destroying that town. Yeah. Um, there's some things that look a little goofy. Uh, see, you know, the one thing I always say about the Lord of the Rings movies is for some reason they can't get like the hobbits or the dwarves going up and down stairs to look right when it's like a big sweeping shot. Yeah. Sometimes the, the, but that's not, as far as I'm concerned, that's not the special effects in this moon that, that don't work. There's like yeah. some trolls later that just look off. Yeah. 
But again, it's I, it, for some reason it's a problem with the Lord of the Rings movies. But I, I forgive some of the CGI because there's so much of it. Yeah. Um, and then I so they kill Smog right. um, in a really cool way. Yes. And, you know, e- even though I've read the Would book you... and I know what happens when he's like, move a little to the left, and there's like that huge like quietness, mm-hmm. and he's just trying to get Smog, and um, it's it's a pretty breathtaking scene. Yeah. And uh, who knew that. Benedict Cumberbatch as a dragon could be so good. It's really good. Um, it's it's one of it's it's my favorite motion capture character besides Gollum, of course. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it, yeah, and that I mean that opening fifteen minutes is pretty breathtaking. Um, when is the is there a lot of introducing the dwarves after that, and then they do the scene with Gandalf? Or did, I, th- I think so. I think they cut back and forth. Okay. Because um, that that. That fight sequence with Gandalf, I had this moment where when when Galadriel and all the others mm-hmm. come in, it it kind of felt to me like the end of episode one, where all of a sudden after after you know all these years of these Lord of the Rings movies, you get to see Jedi's fight like super awesome young Jedi's. Mm-hmm. Like that was that sequence where all of a sudden there's like yeah. the, and the animation on when those Sauron was fighting. I was like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. and when cool. the, and the animation on those those ghosts is pretty cool. Um, that that scene was neat. I didn't always understand what was going on. Like when Galadriel goes out dark and is screaming, like that's going to be one of those ones where I'll listen to, through to the commentary and be like, oh, okay, she's channeling the power of the ring that yeah. she has. And that's the thing. It's just, I don't know. What, what but, I think is a tribute to those movies, though, is you, I mean, I, I've read the book, I haven't read the books in years. Yeah. But they do such a good job of making it accessible to everybody right. that you don't have to, um, uh, Brad is making noise that's affecting it. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so it, it, it <laughs> lets everybody in. Uh, so, Brad, you're, you've never been really the biggest fan of these movies. Um, what, what made this one stand out for you? You know, it's weird because, too, I recognize it is a mess and it's there's really it's all fighting for two and a half hours. <laughs> What's well, uh, like no fighting and it, then the last half is all fighting? Yeah. Um, and it's it's a bummer that you know they introduce smog at the end of the last movie and then within 5 minutes he's gone from this movie <laughs> it's like this badass villain's gone <laughs> and then that part in the middle where thorin you know his buddy comes up to him and says like hey i think this thing's this gold's corrupting you i think you should you know let us be the dwarves we are and go fight with everyone else and thorin's like no i'll i'll kill you if you say it again and then it just cuts right to him like walking across this lake of gold and then he just kind of rustles with it. He's psychedelic like, moment, yeah. Yeah. You know what? They're right. <laughs> Throws his crown down, and then we just go. That's kind of weak, but at the same mm-hmm. time, like, I didn't mind, because, yeah. like, th- not having lulls where you think about, like, the plot, you just kind of going like, oh, we're going to the next thing and the next thing. I was just like, sweet. This all looked great. And here's the thing, is I think Martin Freeman's Bilbo is so great. It's really good. Yeah. And, and you know, um, there's that... Uh, there's a scene where you know Thorin is um he's corrupt by the gold and uh he has that moment with Bilbo mm-hmm. and uh he says what's that what's that you have in your hand and he holds up the acorn and he's like that's all you wanted from this journey was a little acorn and you want, you want to go home and watch the trees grow yeah, and it's oh, uh, such so a good and how Martin Freeman plays him is just I, I don't know it's just you just love the character and you you love who he's become. And that actually, I think makes Ian Holmes Bilbo in Lord of the Rings that much more mm-hmm. 
great too because you see how the ring has corrupted him because Freeman plays him so carefree and I don't know. You know, it's. I think that's another reason why I like this movie is like because I said it's like my second favorite after the Fellowship. And I don't think be- between the Fellowship and, and and now, like those two movies are the ones that dealt with like corruption, mm-hmm. of, like the soul, where the other four have been like we just have a goal that we have to get to. Yeah. So this one actually plays with an I. These two play with an idea about like what. And also, you know, honor and stuff, because uh, what's his name from the Lake Town was, you know, saying like, hey, you know, you promised us all this stuff. Like, you're really going to go back in your word and things like that, you know. So they actually play with ideas rather than just like, hey, we got to go dump the ring in a volcano. Right. To solve yeah. our problems. And I think, so for me, I look at this very differently, where I like this movie despite what a mess it can be because I have to, and I said this from the first one, I have to take a step back and look at the story they are telling over all three because this one wasn't really written to be broken up. Um, and when I do that for me, the arc of Thorin and, and Bilbo is really interesting and where it ends and where it goes in this film is exactly where I wanted it to. And so while from scene to like my argument would be near the end where like in, in Return of the King, you have that whole huge combat at Minas Tirith, and there's all kinds of stuff going on in different armies and all this. But he choreographs how he how he tells the story of that battle so well that you always know where you are and what's going on, and he can stop and tell really quiet moments, like when Gandalf stops and talks about the Grey Havens um, or the shores of the East. Like you can do that. And then go right back into the battle and not lose a step. Whereas in this one, the whole last battle is kind of confusing, and I lose track of where we are or, or what we're trying to accomplish. And um, but that's fine because for me, he does such a great job with the the story of Thorin and the story of Bilbo and their friendship that when I get to the end, I am moved and impacted by what's actually going on. And so. It's, you know, a credit to how well he crafted the whole story that it works. Yeah, because, you know, to this movie, it, I really enjoyed it. But I think it's like you're watching a two-hour-long climax. You yeah. know, there's no... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but the movie, it, it, by the way, in 3D high frame rate is pretty impressive. Oh, man, um, I gotta go. I, again, the th- high frame rate bothers me a little bit. Does it? But the 3D, um, you know, it's... It was out of a necessity that I had to see it in three D. I didn't like seek to go see it in three D. Right. But at the beginning with that fight with Smog, I dude, it's uh even when um what's the Lake Town guy's name? I can't Bard. Bard, thank you. Um like he's in the jail and the bars are like in three D and like the rope <laughs> is coming out and then when he pulls back that black arrow and he's aiming it, oh dude. Like, it's a part in 3D that's just so great. And even the little, like, cheesy trick where Thorin at the end when he's fighting that big orc. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> and, uh, I, I had to pee. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. really? Um, he uh, he puts the sword, like, right at the camera. But for some reason, how it's shot just looks so epic and cool. Wait, so you actually did miss the fight between Thorin and Ozark? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I know. I was like, this is probably the best part of the movie. But Okay, so at what point did you leave and at what point did you come back? Because Um, I want to know really what you missed. I think because Legolas had been slaying a few of the orcs attacking him. And then I think the 
the situation had calmed down and then what Ozark is his name? Uh, Azark. Yeah. Azark stepped down onto the ice and started approaching him and I was like, oh, this is probably the best part but I gotta go. Oh, and then I oh came back God. at, um, uh, what's his name? Lee Pace's elf character. Uh-huh. They were like in some tunnel like talking like, hey, you know, I understand why you want to, why you defied the, me or something. Your mom loves you, Zine. Yeah, your mom loves you. Oh, That's wow. what it was. You, you missed, how, you really had to pee. <laughs> yeah. That, that scene was like 15 minutes long. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. that scene's long. So you didn't see any of how that guy gets defeated. No. Nope. After wow. he tells him his mom. It's that, maybe the best I'm like, did you make of, it? Well, and then the doors walk over to that body. I'm like, oh, we didn't make it. It's like <laughs> the second best part of the movie. Yep. Like, I'll be uh, seeing it again. Right? Like, there's oh, that yeah. moment oh, halfway yeah. through that now I really don't want to spoil for you. It's Thank you. The, it is <laughs> the most creative part of a fight scene I've seen all year. Ah, oh, I, yeah. I'm not even no, right. You know what I'm talking oh, about. Absolutely. Like, that shot. When all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute, you guys are messing with me. No, no, dude, I am not fucking with you. There is a thing where Thorin does a thing because there, there's it's, an element of the fight that all of a sudden he, Thorin works back in his own favor in the coolest way. And what's so cool is it, it's a huge epic fight and it builds and builds and builds. And all of a sudden Thorin realizes what he can do. And he does it, and, and it quiets the whole thing. And you're like, ooh. When it's shot in the... It, it's a sudden, perfect injection of Peter Jackson's sense of humor in the way he shoots it. Mm-hmm. So, like, he paces it, uh, you know, because every now and then he's he's got that wacky sense of humor, like, like Bard breaks out of the jail by hanging, sort of hanging the bad guy right. And it's just silly, and it doesn't make sense. This is one of those where it's... It's along that line where he came up with an idea and thought this will be cool, but then he he pumps the brakes just a little bit. So it's it's not over the top. It's just oh, it, okay. it's really Enough. good. No, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, that's a bummer. Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's feels to me like you almost didn't see Smog get killed. You know, in this movie too, it's uh, I'm, not, I'm really not I fucking did see, with you. I did see Smog get killed. Yeah. Um, uh, Legolas, every time he comes on screen, I get really excited. He's really good in this one. That plan to knock over that tower, though, was stupid, though, because it totally could have landed on, what's her name? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it could have, but it, it sets up, like, the sweet, badass fight between him and that other orc. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was like in the last one, in the Desolation, I get so excited when he comes on screen. And um, I, I guess it's a tribute to the character. You know, yeah. I, never, I was never really a big fan of him in the first trilogy. He's pretty but, simple. In but the then ones. when I watched that you know desolation of smog and i go back and i watch the first one I'm like oh he's kind of cool yeah you know and maybe i want to be an elf because <laughs> i also like too how well <laughs> maybe i want to be an elf i also love how it was choreographed when um the bard was walking through the with the ranks of the elven army mm-hmm. and they're all like turning in unison and then yeah. as he's going through it created a wave like that's that cool. cool yeah um, this movie's just cool. Yeah. Um, but you're you're right. Like, even talking about that scene where he's fighting the dude with all the blades coming out of him, like, if this movie had been structured as a three-part film from the beginning, you would have put that scene at the end of the... Like, he would have mm-hmm. he would have beat that guy at the end of the, the second one yeah. so that you had a climax. But here, because all that stuff gets mi- mixed up, this movie really is, like, one giant climax because they're just tying up all the loose ends they've set up for two films. Um, which is fine. That's why I said that. Like, I, I have to take a step back and see it as one big story because it, it, it kind of doesn't work as its own movie. Like, if you walked into this and had not seen any other ones, oh, no way. Like, you just, you're lost. You're totally Maybe lost. Maybe like an episode of a TV show. Yeah. And, and that is a detriment to the film. 
because no one walked into this movie right out of the other ones, or very few people did, right? Unless mm-hmm. you're at a marathon. And so it means that the movie doesn't... I agree. ...does not pace itself in the way that it should as a normal film to have its own arc, the way that the other, the original trilogy does. Because um, yeah. Return of the King stands on its own. You can just watch that movie, and you won't understand all of the the politics in play, but as far as the momentum is concerned, and really having a sort of three act structure it has that where this one does not also what was up with like only having like one ending (laughs) (laughs) i mean there was an 18 like the last time the trilogy wrapped up at the alamo there's a really good (laughs) thing before this movie that makes fun of that where they're they're talking about like oh you know we're about to say goodbye to um we're about to say goodbye to the Lord of the Rings trilogy, so we're going to pay attention to something really interesting. And they have that scene. And what song is it? It's oh, one of those yeah. like boys to men <laughs> songs. And then they and they're going through and they're like, they're showing how as people enter the room during the worst of the endings, the only unnecessary ending in the tril- in that movie, um, the gayest one, <laughs> right? You know the one I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, Frodo says the name of the people who come in and then he gets to Legolas and he just kind of goes uh, he doesn't oh. say anything like he doesn't know Legolas's name it's hilarious yeah. it's, it's really like, good what the fuck oh and then they go to Sam and he's like it's okay he doesn't say Sam's name either he didn't need to say anything at all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so yeah. good oh man yeah but yeah I I, I want to just give him uh, I've already mentioned it but huge props to Martin Freeman I just love him and uh, you know the scene too where him and uh, the Elven King and mm. Gandalf are talking, and he's. I just want my friends. You know, I don't. Yeah. The money doesn't matter to me. And uh, oh, that, that part when he delivers the it was a Hearthstone, Arkenstone, Arkenstone yeah. to the Elf leader, or whatever, and he has that like. Did you steal this? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're the guy who stole all those keys from my. <laughs> I, look, we got shit to talk about. It's okay. Uh, I I love the scene when he sits down and and he and Gandalf's you know taking out his his pipe and he's mm-hmm. gonna smoke and it's just this really quiet scene that nobody else would put into this movie. Um, a sort of setting up where their friendship is gonna go, but also the the look on Martin Freeman's face and the way he plays that scene as he's like kind of getting comfortable again, but also like there's still this weight of everything he's been through. Um, that's he's he's really good, yeah, and is not going to get appreciated for all the work he did in this movie, um, and it's too bad. It's too bad. And you know, too, I love that they didn't use the Hobbit theme very much until, mm-hmm. you know, when he was delivering the Arkenstone is and just hear the little flute start playing. I get really excited. I'm like, oh, I love this song. <laughs> I love it. And then he goes yeah. back to the Shire and um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I I definitely see it. You know, it's my wife didn't want to see it because. She hates the movies, but yeah. she also hates the books. My wife's weird. That's cool. Honestly, like in talking to you guys about it, I like that movie more. Like, oh yeah, no, it's I, I had I had lots of fun watching it, and um, I mean some of like the the monsters were really cool. Like I love the the monster who hit his head against the wall and then like died because he did it. <laughs> yes. Um, oh man. Yeah. Bust down the city wall. Yeah, the <laughs> one that's got like the giant stone arrow on his head. Yeah, yeah that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's just a like a fun movie and. Uh, for a lot of the token uh, purists that Terrell, I didn't think was that bad of a. No, no, no. She's a good addition. Yeah. And they they pull in like, oh, dude, Billy Connolly shows up. That part's great. Billy Connolly riding a pig. Yeah, that's why I <laughs> figured out like, God, that guy sounds familiar. Yeah. And the credits were like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, man. So good. I think he's, he's got that awesome beard. I think his face was CGI through the whole thing. Though. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think they just CG'd like 
almost his whole person. Yeah. Um, which is okay. Like, I think just because Billy Connolly, Billy Connolly's voice is so great and he's such a great actor, but he's probably a little too old to play Dane. I think um, he's really tall too, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm thinking like Boondock Saints. Right. I think he's taller than the other two boys. Which probably would have been a, maybe Dane's a tall dwarf. Who knows? I don't know. Mm-hmm. He writes a pig. Yeah. He rides a pig and hits, knocks dudes out with his head. Like, he he kills more orcs with his head than he does his big-ass awesome hammer. I swear. Somebody needs to tally that up. And how great was it when Bilbo was throwing rocks at him? I was like, ah, oh, yeah, go Bilbo. Yeah. And the, there are some weird things. Where the fuck do they get those rams? All of a sudden, they, like, did that no, did that bother you at all? No. Rams. Oh, okay. Yeah, they read Rams up the oh, mountain. Oh, yeah. And like all of a sudden, <laughs> there's just that. fucking Rams. I don't know where they came from. I know. It's one of those movies I just accept it. I don't care. Agreed. Yeah. As it's, soon as... It, like, I, There was a second where I was like, where the fuck did they get... And then I was like, oh, who cares? I, I think maybe I thought there were more pigs. Sure, there were Rams? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. They're definitely... Yeah, because they're, they're, they're showing them going up the side of the mountain and, and stuff. Yeah, they get big horns and everything. Because like, they also... Right before that, they run through some orcs and then knock a bunch of orcs mm. over and stuff. Um, I mean, mostly it's that it would be cool to see a movie with dwarves riding on rams, and so they put that in the movie. Like, why not? So, it was good. I had fun. Yeah. Um, Next week, we're seeing Into the Woods. Mm. Fuck. Okay. It's got Anna Kendrick. I will see it. Fine. Sign me up. I mean, is that or the imitation game? I don't know. I mean, I'd rather see the imitation game, but... Yeah, me too. We'll see. There's plenty of time. I can see that too. And I can see Chef. And yep. I can see Team America. And when when the interview gets on Torrance, I will watch that. <laughs> and I'll send ten dollars to Sony and be like, here, offset your expenses. Yep. They should just airlift copies of the interview over North Korea and just drop them with little parachutes. Oh my god, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. sweet. <laughs> yeah. Like like we, a, have, we have nothing we can do with these, so here you go. <laughs> in, in like a military helicopter with a sign on it that says, shoot this motherfucker down. Really, try us. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Cool. Thanks. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.